0: Welcome to our daily Rosary Meditation. Let's begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's call to mind all those we've promised to pray for. So we're meditating on the fourth commandment, honor your father and mother. And today we reflect on defining fatherhood. Everyone knows a father's role is incredibly important, but what exactly is that role? What is the essence of being a dad? of being a good father. If you're a dad or a grandfather, how should you organize your life, your responsibilities? One of the best ways to find out what something should be is to find the supreme example. And in the case of fatherhood, that's easy. The supreme example of fatherhood is God the Father, the first person of the Trinity. So what is the chief characteristic of God the Father as revealed by Jesus? That should give us some indication of what the chief characteristic of a human father should be. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses Lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of thy mercy.
0: In the Gospels, it is a constant theme that the Father is one who gives. God the Father is a gift giver. He is not, first of all, a monitor or a governor or a punisher or a commander. He's a gift giver. And this is, above all, the case with His only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Take just one verse. Jesus says, The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. But God the Father is also one who gives good gifts to his created children, to us. On this, Jesus says, Which one of you would hand his son a stone when he asks for a loaf of bread or a snake when he asks for a fish? If you, then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? In other words, the natural impulse of fathers to be generous with their children derives originally from God the Father's desire to be generous with all of us. But if our role is to be gift givers, then what kind of gifts should we focus on giving? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation
0: Spirit.
1: As it was in the beginning, as now, and ever shall be, world without end, amen. O oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of thy mercy.
0: The primary thing God the Father has given God the Son is divine life. John chapter 5 For just as the Father has life in himself, so has he given it to the Son also to have life in himself this is the supreme Trinitarian gift which the father has given the son a perfect complete sharing in the divine life both father and son share divine life infinitely and perfectly and now they have desired to share that divine life with us creatures in a finite way but remember We are talking about how human fathers can learn what their role is supposed to be by considering what the Heavenly Father does. So if the Heavenly Father shares his life with his son, how should we human fathers share our life with our children? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of thy mercy.
0: We human beings are naturally composed of body and soul. So, to share life with our kids means to share our life at the level of the body and the soul. We share our physical life with our children, first of all, when we generate them. We literally share our biology, our DNA, and our humanity with our kids. Moreover, insofar as we are meant to be providers for our family, we go out and earn money to provide our kids with the physical necessities, food, clothing, shelter, health care. But if we're really going to share our full lives with our kids, then we can't just stop at the level of the body. We have to share our souls with them too, which actually takes a lot more time and effort. We fathers have to teach our kids, listen to our kids, and help our kids as they come to share in the fullness of human experience. But if we get caught up just in our roles as providers, we're not sharing the fullness of life with our kids, which means we're not giving as generously as the father gives to his son. John Paul II was careful to warn against this trend. He said, Where social and cultural conditions so easily encourage a father to be less concerned with his family, or at any rate, less involved in the work of education, efforts must be made to restore socially the conviction that the place and task of the father in and for the family is of unique and irreplaceable importance. As experience teaches, The absence of a father causes psychological and moral imbalance and notable difficulties in family relationships. So if we want to give our kids good gifts, which is what it means to be a father, then we have to give ourselves, which can only be done through time, love, and the transmission of values and virtues.
1: Lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of thy mercy.
0: We've said that if we want to model ourselves after the Heavenly Father, we fathers will see ourselves as givers of good gifts. And we've said that the fundamental gift we give is the sharing of our life. Just as God the Father shares His divine life with God the Son, so we share our biological life with our children and we share the life of our souls with our kids. But as Christians, we have yet another life. We have the life of the Spirit, the life of grace, the life of faith in Jesus Christ. This is the third great gift we must give our kids, sharing our faith, sharing our hope, sharing the gospel and the life of the sacraments and prayer with our kids. If we give these three things, provide for physical needs, be present to them to help them develop the maturity of their souls, and and hand on the faith to them, then, and only then, will we have been the fathers God has called us to be in imitation of Him." St. Michael, the archangel, defend defend us us in battle, be our our protection protection against against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May May God God rebuke him, we humbly pray, pray. and And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan Satan and all the evil spirits, who prowl throughout the world, seeking the ruin of souls. souls. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, before you go, I have a really important question for Teresa, but before that, I want to invite you all to make the best Christmas preparation possible. Can you imagine we're talking about Christmas in July? But that's because we're going to the Holy Land right before Christmas this year. And it's going to fill up fast. So you can find all the information if you go to schooloffaith.com and then click on pilgrimage. Because we will be in Bethlehem right before Christmas and there's no better way to prepare. So come with us. And Secondly, we're having a retreat for all of our audience this September 29th and 30th. So just two months away here in Kansas City. We're going to give you, cast you a vision for living a simple way of life that you can find the happiness and peace you long for. It'll be a great way to really re-energize your spiritual life for this fall and get your life on track. So you can also find all that information at our website, schooloffaith.com. So come and join us for both. So Teresa, after this meditation on fatherhood, what advice from a young person, a young woman, would you give fathers and grandfathers? What is the few things that you think would be most important for them to know? Just coming from your perspective.
1: Huh. You know, I don't have a lot of experience uh, <laughs> in being a father. But I don't you think have think will ever have experience in that.
0: But you have a lot of experience as a daughter I of do. a father. I do, yeah. And a granddaughter. Hmm. What do you want most? Well, grandpa's
1: already doing perfect. Grandpa can't do any better. What, I, I love grandpa.
0: As a As a young woman, <laughs> and reflecting on being a kid growing up, what do you want most from a father?
1: I'm going to embarrass you by being a little grateful and and Mm. say I couldn't couldn't really ask for much more because I think you did two things that are very unique as a father that you were very good at, that are very overlooked. A, you made us all feel very special obviously everyone says that like oh (laughs) my mom thinks I'm special but you were you were very good at not just making us feel like we were incredible because you we were your children but you were always just excited to see us Mm. excited to talk with us you look forward to the time spent with us all of us individually I think we all felt like individuals and felt like we had unique relationships with you and like we could actually talk to you but I will never forget all those moments in which you were very good about genuinely being excited to see us because that sets a very good standard i think especially as a woman that you can get very used to people treating you so much worse and Mm. knowing that you should have a higher standard for yourself and that's somewhat based on how the men in your life treat you in the first place
0: that's a really good point Mm -hmm. that one might be worth unpacking
1: yeah you mean now or in the future
0: that one might be worth unpacking right now Mm -hmm. because we have at least i perceive that we have a culture in which men have abused their responsibility have Mm -hmm. treated uh women wives daughters badly and now there's a real reaction against fatherhood (sighs) in men because of because of that Mm -hmm. abuse most
1: hate comes from some kind of wound
0: There's a lot of hate toward fathers and toward men right now. Uh, And there's something very important that men have to learn from this. Mm -hmm. I think, number one, that men need to learn. Uh, And secondly, I think there's something that women should demand from men. What do you mean? That... If you've just pointed out that potentially, and I think it, it probably is, the first most important thing that a father and a man should give his daughter or a woman is to, is honor, mm-hmm. which means to uh, value their self-worth, yeah. which means to delight in them. Not for something you're going to get out of them, mm-hmm. but for who they are. Yeah. And if, and if that's what's most important, then young women should demand that out of young men
1: mm-hmm.
0: and force them to rise to the occasion.
1: Yeah, I think people misunderstand it because they think, I don't want to derive my self-worth from you and you shouldn't, but it is still a man's place to highlight someone's self-worth too, especially when it comes to the women in their lives say that i see your self-worth so you should too exactly it's never saying you oh you wouldn't feel good unless i said so but that we tend to not see it in ourselves and women are really good actually i think at lifting each other up but it cannot supplement Mm. that perspective you get from men where men can just be a little less aware of it and therefore they don't talk about it and maybe they do appreciate the women in their lives but you you need to learn to speak up more and share that because otherwise i think most of the women i've talked with and i'm very much in this boat you tend to fill in what people don't say Mm. so if they're not saying it you think it's because it's not true and not because they're just not noticing
0: so i think the role of a man should be the revelation of a woman's true self-worth and i still go back to that profound phrase by our favorite Joseph Pieper, it is good that you exist, how wonderful you are. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's a two-way street, uh, fathers and men should be expressing this to women genuinely. And in a certain way, it, women must demand this out of men. Mm-hmm and men will rise to the level that you challenge them. Yeah. If you set the bar real low, they're only going to go that high.
1: I feel like this is this is a great danger right now. is not only are we setting bars low, but it's really easy to rag on guys and and I feel like too often it's always just a joke like, well, well men are gross. There's they're, they just suck a little. And I feel like it's because the bar has been lowered so many times that women don't want to be disappointed anymore. So you just let the bar be low and you start to believe that that's what you deserve and that that's all men can give, but they're more capable than that and they should be pushed in that direction.
0: Every man is capable uh, capable of this, regardless of where they're at. And this is the message right now for uh, maybe wives out mm. there that if their husband hasn't, hasn't rose to the occasion, expect it out of him. yeah and you don't want to be a nag about it Mm. but expect it
1: don't start hating yourself but also don't start hating him you should be pushing each other
0: that's exactly right and it's the role of a woman to prompt the man to greatness
1: Mm.
0: what do you think of that i agree so Men, let's express the true delight in our wives and daughters and and grandchildren that they deserve so that they know their true value. And women, don't settle for anything less than you deserve. If you expect more, you're going to get more.
1: But can I also say there is still a second thing? What's that? I remember very distinctly many fights growing up and you were always the first to apologize mm. and that set a very good example for did me we ever fight rage. you and i actually, it wasn't actually <laughs> much when i was like that much younger but i was a teenager at some point and i was also suddenly even though i was one of five children i am one of the only children in our family that's like lived alone with you guys i kind of became an only child uh For a little while.
0: That's because we killed the others. We
1: killed the others, and you can't find them. (laughs) No, John's still around. Who knows what happened to the rest? But I I remember there being some tension, and a lot of that was I I was not always an incredible daughter. I'm, I'm feisty. I definitely have anger issues, I'd say. And you, well, I shouldn't say I have many now, but I would get very angry when I was younger. And I remember blowing up at each other, and I would just boil in my rage, and then you would come back so humbly, Hmm. and even if I had completely been in the wrong, you'd at least apologize that we fought about it or that, I mean, there was tension, and it really diffused my rage. I think that was a very good example, especially as a man, and I think it really changed my perspective on my own rage in general, I, I really appreciated that from you. You were very humble in apologizing first.
0: God is merciful. Well, those are two those are definitely two qualities that we need to work on. Delight in others and be humble enough to admit you're wrong. Because no one's perfect. Well, thank you for the conversation.
1: Thanks for being my dad.
0: It is good that you exist. How wonderful you are. Let's be apostles of friendship, good conversation, and the rosary. Share this with others.